0: finally got it in on Sunday, almost died. I'm not going to lie. And, uh, then as I wrapped up, you know, I was getting off the bike. I had my little star. I was like, wait, what is that star for? I PR'd by one point from the last time that I had ridden a 30 minute ride. Anyway, it was incredible. And I'm like, so that was a huge payoff. That little star on my Peloton. Well, and listen, I'm
1: going to just clarify in the audio here. It every time Kelly says "PR," I'm thinking she's about to tell me she's peed, like gone to the bathroom while she's crying. <laughs> PR stands for personal record, right? Oh, thanks. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I thought that was clear. Because let's just let's be honest—like at our ages, the peeing thing—it can, can be, be evil. yeah, it could be a thing. So,
0: <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome to the Advice Not Given podcast. Each week, we share unfiltered, truth telling conversations between two friends. You're invited to eavesdrop as we give each other the advice you didn't ask for, but wish you did. We're your hosts, Kelly Artis and Claire Wood of Millspo Gurus, and this is Advice Not Given.
1: Hey, everybody, welcome back to episode seven of the Advice Not Given podcast. Today, Kelly and I are tackling a very complex topic, and it's the idea of paychecks. Um, Many of us work outside the home and earn actual money in paychecks. Many of us work from home or spend a lot of our extra time uh, doing things that actually don't earn us a paycheck. And what we wanted to land on within this topic is really what motivates us. What motivates you In all the different areas of your life. And what a little bit of what brought us to this idea is I uh, worked outside the home last year and earned a very meager paycheck, but it was a paycheck nonetheless. And this last month or so, uh, that paycheck ran out. And so it's been this somewhat of an existential crisis on, you know, well, I enjoyed contributing financially to our family. And now that I am not working and and I want to still contribute. And so anyway, Kelly and I have talked a lot offline about this and wanted to bring this to an episode topic today. So Kelly, tell us a little bit about your own experience with paychecks and earning and what motivates you.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, so... It changes by season. Um, Again, we don't want to harp on this too much, but uh, you guys, we are in a unique position where Claire and I both move around frequently uh, due to our spouse's employment with the US military. So that presents a ton of unique challenges uh, with employment opportunities and career progression, uh, you name it. So we've had to get a little creative with our definition of success in that arena. And we've also had to become pretty adaptable with what we perceive as our value and what is something that is uh, a good return on our investment of time. (laughs) So uh, my own personal employment sort of journey has been fascinating and interesting. And I've always kind of said like, you can't Judge it, like your your value on monetary gain or on your paycheck value, mainly because I never, I don't think I've ever been in a position to feel like I am earning what I should. So I've, I joke with my husband, and maybe this is not nice, so I should probably stop. But <laughs> I tell people that he he's robbed me of my earning potential, or I've given it up, yeah, uh, because I think I probably could have uh, if given. Stability and career stability earned more. However, the same could be said for oh, I had two kids and they robbed me of my earning potential, or oh, I you know like my home and I spend too much money on it, so you know like, or I like being home or I don't like working on weekends. So you could you could do that grass is greener scenario all day anyway. Um, But yeah, it's been a it's been a it's been an eclectic sort of uh, progression for me. Uh, But I think Claire nailed it. I think we have to define what our values are, and the more clear we are on that the more acceptable and the more flexible you can be with um, what your paycheck is and what you're you're deriving as value from that.
1: Right. And I do want to call back to an earlier episode. I, I can't remember if it was the midlife hump in episode one or if it was episode two. I think it was the first one. But we both talked about how, you know, you end up at this place in life and it may be very far from what you thought you would be doing in terms of college or training. And I know for me, I just I never went into Career or vocation with the idea that I was going to be this wealthy, big time money maker. Right? I came into to life as a teacher, so like I knew from the get go, like I wasn't going to be rolling around in millions of dollars <laughs> and you know lighting hundred dollar bills on fire for the heck of it. Um, so for me, it it always felt like my even my choice in career was motivated by service to others mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, just the, the heart behind being a teacher, um, never was about the money. So I don't know. It's this complicated place to be now where I do enjoy making that contribution. But as you said, Kelly, like, it's just not always available. Like the opportunity to do so isn't always available. And, um, you know, we hear a lot in the news just about the pay gap, uh, gender pay gap. And I think it's somewhere between like 79 and 81 cents on the dollar that women earn under, you know, men.
0: And uh, so sometimes that gets stuck in our crawl <laughs> just a little bit. Um, so I want to interject. I think yeah. I read somewhere, too. And we'll fact check this, you guys. But I feel like military spouses it's even earn less. an additional 30 cents less.
1: I think you're right. Than other women in, the, in, in any industry. I was thinking yeah, something I'll around like it. 60 cents or something mm-hmm. like that. 60 cents to every dollar. Yep. Yep. But Kelly and I also talked about, I don't know, we weren't sure if we were going to share this, but I'm just going to go ahead. Like there's this fine line of whether or not we have chosen this. And, and I even asked her, like, are we victims in this, Kelly? Or have we come full circle and this is a, an active, uh, thoughtful decision we've made to put our life together in this way where we are not earning.
0: Right. And so we, there's this tension between we have the luxury quote unquote of being able to not contribute financially. We can survive on one income, which, you know, our spouses are providing. It's very 1950s, but (laughs) it's kind of the way the system is set up. Uh, for success. I mean, that's that's the idea. Um, it's not comfortable because most most families in America survive on two incomes. Let's be real. Um, never mind the fact that even now we're not talking about surviving. We're not talking about paying rent or paying your mortgage. We're talking about being intrinsically fulfilled in right. a professional way, if that's something that you're seeking. Um, so we have the luxury of, again, quote unquote, luxury, um, of being able to sort of explore, and expand our boundaries in different ways uh, where that might not be available to you. If Let's say I never moved away from my hometown in Charleston and I, you know, had some career or whatever, whatever that would have looked like um, and stuck with it and had like, you know, upward mobility in that profession or in that company. Um, yeah, I could be sitting close-ish to the top somewhere or, or not. Who knows, right? I could be still bartending <laughs> at Wet Willie's, But... <laughs> um, I've had the opportunity to move around, to step out, to explore different things. And out of necessity, and I mean, honestly, desperation, I've taken some jobs that I might otherwise have turned my nose up to, but I've been able to then, I mean, probably almost in no situation have I ever been compensated where I feel like I am on par with my um, peers, civilian peers. So again, is thats that... a detriment to me? Or can I reframe it in a way that says, Oh, but look at my resume though. Like I can spend that in almost any kind of way because I'm looking at my resume times. for a job for which I probably won't be hired. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally. yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, but there's, a, there's a, there's a, there's a pro and a con for all of this, right? right. Any of these conversations, I have so many LinkedIn connections that I probably wouldn't have had I not traveled around and worked in so many random industries. But then also the only way you're going to get a job is through networking and through connections. So if you're not in a place and you don't know the people, you're not going to get the job and you're having to start from scratch every single place to try to get the you know? So yeah, it's been funny because I have two
1: different friends um, that have both recently PCS one OCONUS or one, you know, outside the continental U S and another one, well, they're actually both OCONUS, but one's in Hawaii and one's in Korea. And um, I've been talking back and forth with both of them. And like, they are both super, super focused on trying to get hired. And um, just the conversations I've had with them about, you know, would this amount of pay motivate me enough to make an hour commute each way? Would this amount of pay or lack of pay um, motivate me to work? shift work, second and third right. shift at a front desk of a hotel. So right. like, it's just interesting to me, this idea of like, how far are we willing to go and to what degree are we willing to like pursue a job? And then sometimes it is about the, the I just need to get out of the house. I just need to have mm-hmm. my thing. But like <laughs> for, for pennies, for pennies of what you are qualified for with like experience and education. I don't know. It's just this constant tension of, is it really worth it? And then when many of us get to the point of like, okay, you know, I've gone on all these interviews, I've applied for all these jobs, nothing's really coming up. Okay. I'm just not going to work at this assignment. I'm just going to let this be a time where I volunteer or I nurture all these other gifts and opportunities Um, so then what, what, what then becomes the paycheck in place of actual money, I guess is where we want to focus in on.
0: Yeah, I love that. And again, I think it goes back to your values. Like what are the things that you can, can walk out from a thing? So, well, Claire, let's just start. What do you feel like your paychecks are? Like, how do you feel that you've done a thing or your experience or was validated in, you know, in a way that you walk away from feeling fulfilled versus like resentful about?
1: Okay, so for me, I know I've mentioned briefly, I actually homeschool our kids and right now that is feeling like a big paycheck for me. It requires a lot of me mentally, physically, emotionally all the things. Um, but I also get this huge payoff because I feel like through all of our moving, through all of the the lack of continuity living in different states, I am able by training as a teacher and by experience and definitely by motivation, I am able to give my kids the best possible education right now, the most consistent education. So knowing that um, my kids are being successful academically and socially and spiritually, those things are huge paychecks to me. Those are huge um, wins, I guess, for the, the way I'm spending my time as I see them successful. That feels like a paycheck. That's so great, yeah. That's, and I
0: think it's dual, double sided too, because you're not having to worry about them during the day, right? You're not having; they're not being exposed to certain things that they would have otherwise. I mean, you know, obviously it's a choice for everyone. Uh, that would not be a paycheck for me because right. I would strangle my kids. <laughs> yeah. Well, having-
1: for me, I think because I am a teacher, and I know, like, I feel like I have a pretty broad idea and kind of scope and sequence of what a quality, thorough education looks like. And I know that in some places, my kids have the opportunity to get that outside of, you know, homeschooling, but other places don't. And so for me, it's just like I can kind of step over and step aside from the inconsistency of what might be available and provide that consistency at the level that they are able to reach, I guess. yeah. And
0: well, and that's, I, I you said it, I mean, you are an educator, so they're getting a pretty tight. Actually, this is like, this is cool too, because you spent... An investment in your education to become an educator, so now you're getting to use that like times four because you right. earned it and now your kids are benefiting from it as well. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Well, and
1: I've even had the thought as our oldest one is a sophomore and we're starting to really begin looking at post high school education, you know, I've had the thought like I can spend a good amount of time helping him earn scholarships, right, and pointing yeah. him in that direction. And oh, then you wow. think about the paycheck yep. of a full ride to liberal arts yep. college—that's a pretty decent paycheck, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, that's awesome, and that's a huge return, actually. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 cool. My mom did the same thing for us. She was an educator, and she helped us write like write off for grants and scholarship. You know, all these scholarships contests, and all this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and helped us kind of like discern which schools we wanted to go to what's the best bang for our buck based on the programs or you know some yeah. people are just shooting in the dark like they don't know like oh that looks yeah. fun. um so yeah, what about no, you a what's point. a what's a paycheck for you right now um for me it's just uh it's hmm, it is pride in creating something and or learning something new that's good so it's expanding my skill sets. Um, You know, I, I have a couple of different hustles that I have going on, um, <laughs> but I really enjoy – I enjoy the process. I enjoy creating something. I enjoy setting up systems. I enjoy um, seeing something to fruition and seeing it succeed, which is um, – you know, it's challenging, but it keeps me – I'm not as occupied on like the, the paycheck every two weeks, right? I'm more right. – again, I have now the paycheck every two weeks is nice, but it's not something that keeps me motivated. Right. Um, even our endeavors, Claire, like I enjoy creating stuff. We have yet to roll in the cash. <laughs> right. We're also not like super highly focused on monetization either. Cause this is something that we're just enjoying doing. Um, and we'll hopefully see the fruits of it, be it through, you know, some actual profit or be it through, Sweet text messages from friends. That well, that's what I was to be- gonna say. I know, yeah. like
1: in the last two years, we have Kelly and I have created a course on Teachable. Yeah. Like that was a huge <laughs> thing for both of us. Like the tech and the the recording and just all of yeah. it. And sure, we love when we see the sales of that. We we have really felt great about that. But honestly. I have had a huge paycheck every time somebody who has listened to this podcast sends me a message or says, Claire, oh, we love it. Keep it up. Or you and Kelly, y'all are great. That is a huge paycheck for me. So maybe I'm like you and like just the pride and satisfaction of reaching other people or learning some, excuse me, something new. um, That's putting a little drop in my bucket.
0: Yeah. So, so send us those messages, guys. It helps. yeah, it's, it's nice. Um, yeah. And no, and back to like, okay, so you're in, you, maybe if you're in a season of volunteering or in addition to, you know, your, your job or, you know, whatever it is, um, I always look for opportunities that are going to stretch me a little, um, you know, back to episode three, it needs to be able to align within my boundaries that right. <laughs> I am capable of, of, uh, taking on something new. But um, where I I like opportunities where I'm able to contribute something. Um, My Enneagram 5 loves being an expert on something. So if I have expertise to share or insights to share that would um, help someone else, I think that's – I love that. I think that's just really fulfilling. And then also if I'm able to walk away either being forced to learn something new, right? Mm -hmm. So it's – maybe I'm not learning necessarily from the environment that I am volunteering in and serving in, but I – am challenged in a way that I need to go find something new to learn. Um, and given the opportunity to put that skill into practice, I love that. Um, and then I also, yeah, being able to have access to other professionals um, that can serve as mentors for yeah. me. I'm always kind of on the lookout for that. Like, tell me everything about what it is that you do and, you know, how could I apply that to anything that I'm doing? Um, those to me are just like, those are my payoffs. So, yeah, yeah.
1: So we look back at like the psychology of the difference between an extrinsic and intrinsic motivation. And I think that's Mm -hmm. where we're, we all kind of live is that tension between extrinsic motivators, um, money, social recognition, praise versus the intrinsic personal gratification. uh, Like you mentioned learning, like how's this filling me up? Those kind of things. Um, It's just that constant balance. And I think, you know, we keep using the word seasons, but it it definitely is seasonal because I think depending on stage of life, ages of kids, duty station, like all these different factors play into what, um, you know, what level of extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation
0: Yeah. Yeah, And the deal is, is we don't have any control over the external. We have absolutely no control. And something that we have learned early on as a military spouse, you have literally no agency in your life. You have nothing that you can control. Every single aspect of your life for the most part, except your own internal intrinsic motivations and uh, fulfillments and values. Those are the things that you can control. Nothing else, literally nothing else can you control. So again, back to your point, Claire, of have we, do we have an advantage? Because we've been forced to adapt to this lifestyle or, you know, and, and all of that boils back down to mindset, right? Are right. you, are you in, in a, you know, it's, it's, it's Carol Dweck's mindset. You know, we love that. So there's a fixed mindset and there's a growth mindset. So you can either allow the intrinsic motivations to allow you to, um, approach opportunities and approach challenges in a way that you can think through them and think of ways, um, you know, to, to better your situation, or you can have a fixed mindset where you're like, well, I have no control. You know, this is the way it is. I've given up. He's robbed me of my earning potential. (laughs) Right. That's that instead of seeking out other avenues, um, for fulfillment and to derive your value. So, yeah. Well, the
1: other funny thing about it is, you know, we keep pulling back to other episodes, but it, it is all of that, that you just said, but then it's also, simultaneously managing your energy managing Mm -hmm. (laughs) what you're willing to to give to because I know for just the last month or so since school has started and you know, so to speak, all the things with volunteering and groups here on our installation have gotten started. I've been saying yes to a lot of things, things that are important to me, things that I find value in, things that I give to and get from. But then it's all of a sudden like, oh, but I've got something going just about every night, every week, and, and I need to pull back some. So it's funny how even this plays into not just mindset, but then mm. balance, boundaries, energy, so and all that.
0: So, in my, I really love metrics too. So, how right. do you how do you <clears throat> determine looking back because you're really good at this, Claire? So, looking back on an on a thing that you did or the thing that you signed up for, something that you invested in, let's just call it an investment. How do you then um, compare the payoff and determine whether or not it's something you'll pursue the next year or the next season or ever again?
1: Right. So one thing that I have been doing this year, 2019, um, I have been very invested in what I call the role of life. And we'll get into that maybe in another episode. And actually, I have i um, I've written about it for Legacy Magazine and their upcoming issue. But basically, I have I have kind of mapped out what is important to me. Okay. And so this year what I'm doing at the end of each month, I write a blog post mostly for myself um, just to see kind of where my actions and my values are aligning. And in that reflection, that is allowing me to see my metrics. Like, so for example, one thing that I really aim to do is to open our home up and feed another family or open up our kitchen table and have people gather around it. And so I'm measuring each month. Did I do that? And if I did, um, yes, we're serving other people, but it does serve me in a way because I love doing that. And most months this year I have done it and I have been like, okay, great. Like that was a goal. I made sure it happened. But then I've also recently gotten to where I've been doing it like three and four times a month. And I'm like, uh, that may be a little much just on the, if it becomes a chore. Yeah. I don't want it to become a chore. I'm dreading it or, or whatnot. So I have, just that constant balance of like measuring that metric, I guess. But that's how I've been doing it this year is just um, reflecting at the end of each month.
0: I think that's so great. And it's so intentional too. Like I think that's something that you have to get really clear on. Um, Otherwise you're just kind of taking opportunities as they come. You could take too many, you could take too little, too few. uh, And having some way of measuring whether or not that was beneficial instead of just kind of getting lost in the overwhelm after the fact or, um, or, Seeking validation that you wouldn't have found there anyway. Right. So right. if you don't find any of that validation or you know fulfillment, then why are we still why are we still doing the same thing, right? Right. <laughs> the yeah. Definition of crazy or something. Yeah. Um,
1: what about I you? Metrics have- for
0: you. I found an app. Did I tell you about the app that I found? I think I did. You called it creepy. Um, we were talking about connecting with people since you were talking about inviting people over for dinner. I'm realizing that I have not invited people over for dinner in a long time. Um, there's a couple of things at play there. Typically it's just, just too busy, too busy season of life. You know, we travel a lot during this, you know, the summer and early fall. Um, but we've got the holidays coming up and I want to get back into inviting folks over. Um, but I'm also like, but it's people, <laughs> it's too peoply. <laughs> too peoply, yeah. Too people But I found an app when we were talking earlier about um, staying connected with people and finding the people that you value and that, you know, those people you need to hear their voice and they need to hear yours. Um, I'm like, well, how do I do that systematically? You know, like not to turn it into like a, a, a spreadsheet checklist or something, but how do how do I keep myself on task? Right. Um, even in something as little as I get in the car, we went to Raleigh, it's like an hour drive. Kids do their devices or read books or whatever. And I put in a podcast and listen to a podcast or catch up on my e-course that I'm doing. Um, I could be spending that time connecting with people. But my go-to is not to do that. My go-to is to disappear into some other world or someone else's life um, in a podcast. Or into information.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Huh.
0: Yep. Um, so I was like, you know what? Nope. And it was just as easy. Y'all don't laugh. It was, I called my mom. I was like, oh, I'm going to call mom. <laughs>
1: well, good for you. Well, I'm but waiting. I, What's this app you're talking about? The app is called Fabric.
0: Um, oh, F-A-B-R-I-C- you didn't tell me about it. IQ. I will share it. It is Again, it's a little creepy. Um, you let it have access to all your stuff, you know, of course. And I'm sure you log in through Facebook. And, again, that's – be careful. I'm not I'm not completely endorsing it. I'm just saying it's neat. Um, and it puts your – you can put your contacts in circles, in these concentric circles. You did. You screenshot it and shared it uh-huh. with me. It's I remember so cool. now. So once you – back to episode one. Once you've determined your people that you, like, desperately need to stay in touch with, um, that you are – that are on your Brene Brown one-inch square piece of paper um, – put them in your first circle and then you've got a next circle and it actually gives you some guidelines too. like the the app itself will tell you like this is how you determine your circle two and your circle three, like how far out you want to go and you can put people in there and it actually tracks and measures the last time you contacted them Mm. and it will send you a notification and say, Hey, you haven't connected with so-and-so in a while. You should send a text or you should reach out and then you can check it off and start the little timer over again. And so again, it, (laughs) I don't want people – also, I don't want people thinking that I only called them because the app told me to call them. But also, it's a forcing function. (laughs) It is. I have decided at some point in time that I need to connect with people more often. And I need a tool to help me do that, to help remind me to do that. Something that will compete with all the other noise in my life. Um, So to me, that – and again, we're talking about time well spent, right? We're talking about a payoff. Mm -hmm. That commute then or that drive or that trip um, now held – a more significant meaning and value to me than other than just wasting an hour in the car.
1: Um, and I bet there was some paycheck after you hung up and you kind of got your bucket refilled by sure. a good talk with mom.
0: Of course. Yeah. And, and then she'll stay off my back for a minute. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Love you mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I mean, it's crazy to say that, but it is, it's not something that, um, that is a, that is a, a prevalent, I won't say need. It's not something that it just isn't something that i automate to like, I don't think, yeah. Oh, I'm in the car. I'm going to call my mom. My husband does that really well. He gets in the car. He calls his best friends. He caught that. He stays connected like that. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. How do you really, you have that energy. You have that much energy to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I want to commit really long periods of time to people when I talk right. to them. Like, I don't want to just have a five minute phone call. Like I want to have a conversation. Yeah, um, a life update. Tell me about life. Yeah. And I don't feel like <laughs> most of my commutes, which are to target and back, um, really uh time for for it maybe yeah 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 so it's a anyway it's a it's a weird it's a weird push and pull for me um I have more trips planned this fall I'll be traveling a bit more for work and those are really great opportunities because you're sitting in airports for long periods of time it's also a little and I also feel like and you've mentioned this before it feels a little demandy that I'm just gonna when it's time for me and I have time I'm gonna call you and I just expect that to fit into your day so I try to balance that with being respectful of other people's time but um yeah Anyway, okay so we- we've
1: talked a little bit like for me the homeschooling and the family you know having families over for dinner um and then you've mentioned the things that some of the things you have any others I'm trying to think for me another
0: another paycheck. metric so <clears throat> I am uh, ooh, volunteering at school is is it feels like a an obligation that I don't get excited about, and I hate that, but it does. But I'll tell you what, when I do it, when I go, um, it is not often, but when I do, seeing how excited my kids are to see me there and how proud they are that I showed up and that I'm doing whatever, you know, like I may actually even go laminate stuff this week. Is that something that I am overqualified for? Yes. Every person on the planet is overqualified to laminate mm-hmm. <laughs> pieces of paper, At school, for some reason, we don't have like fully automated machines to do that yet. But anyway, Um, (laughs) that seeing the kids excitement over that um, is a payoff. That's a paycheck. That's something that I can bank away and say, oh, okay, I was there. I think another one for me
1: is completing certain tasks. Like Uh, I I get
0: real laundry, real. Yeah,
1: just or even like (laughs) whatever it is I've written on my to do list, like I get real happy to highlight it or put a check mark by it. And I've got my I've got this awesome new planner this year. It's called Get the Get to Workbook and I'll link that in the show notes. But basically like it's having me um, list a few very important action items for the week. And as I mark those bad boys off, I just get this sense of accomplishment. Oh, um, yeah. And I know that may be a little bit of a stretch from what we're no, talking about. No, so I cheat with, though. Do you, you put cheat? down stuff yeah. that you've already done? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs>
0: Just so you can mark
1: it off. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I what do. else is the point? <laughs> and I feel like that's for me, it's a big um, control thing because when things feel out of control in my life or when I feel like I don't have a lot of control, I can actually write some things in my planner and see, yeah, you do. And as a matter of fact, I had to kind of recalibrate and I made myself a list uh, over the weekend of like, okay, going forward, now that this school year's up and running, I noticed that I had a little dip in getting up to walk and having my coffee and my quiet time.
0: Mm.
1: Mind you, we just brought home a puppy. And that's also been a factor that has played into it. But it was, it didn't take me long to realize like, nope, you got to get back in your routine. And so I made myself a little marching orders, basically, of what Mm. I'm going to be doing Monday through Friday. And it's one of those, like, just do the next right thing. Just do the next thing on the list. And then at the end of the day, you will have accomplished those things that you say Are important to you and valuable to
0: you. So in line with fitness and tracking stuff, my, so I have a Peloton, you guys, I'm one of those weirdos. Um, I, it tracks your daily progress. Like it'll track, um, your streaks. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. It'll give you like little badges and awards and stuff. And it's so silly, but I like live for those badges. (laughs) So I have a 21 week streak going. I'm not going to tell y'all how many days a week, but (laughs) it's one day a week (laughs) for 21 weeks. And I was real sick yesterday and did not want to ride, but at my week was running out. Like it starts over on Monday and I was about to lose my streak. So I'm like, nope, I can't. Like I need that check mark. I need that little badge that says 22 next week. So I got on the bike, rode. Through, I had tissues. I posted on my Instagram. I, like, I had a stack of tissues on one side. I had like NyQuil on the other. to <laughs> yeah. ride my little bike. You weren't but, drinking Gatorade to um, yeah. rehydrate. You're chugging NyQuil. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now. I pr would that ride. Yeah, I even took breaks. Like I was like dying, dying, Claire. Can't even so, tell you. So, but Can't kudos to Peloton. They've cracked the code. I mean, right? that's exactly that whole like
1: social component to that mm-hmm. fitness model yeah and
0: like I was I was so I was feeling so gross last week I felt so bad I missed so many friends like I had a friend who had a birthday ride I missed her ride somebody got two other friends got one got a 300th ride and one did her 500th ride Angela oh my god (laughs) and like I missed all of those rides because I was so sick but I'm like you know what I can't let this week go finally got it in on Sunday almost died I'm not gonna lie And uh, then as I wrapped up, you know, I was getting off the bike. I had my little star. I was like, wait, what is that star for? I PR'd by one point from the last time that I had ridden a 30 minute ride. Anyway, it was incredible. And I'm like, so that was a huge payoff. That little star on my Peloton. Well, and listen,
1: I'm going to just clarify in the audio here. It, every time Kelly says PR, I'm thinking she's about to tell me she's peed, like gone to the bathroom while she's riding. <laughs> PR stands for personal record, right? Oh, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I thought that was clear. Because let's just be honest, like at our ages, the peeing thing it can, can be, be. Yeah, it
0: could be a thing. So <laughs> that's why, that's another reason I bike in the privacy of my own home, is I can do whatever
1: I need to do. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yep. So those are those are big payoffs for me.
1: Yeah. I think that's important and I think you know, we said it a minute ago, it's all about mindset and um for me that that word also just turns into contentment. Like I have mm. to fight sometimes to keep my contentment. Um, Because it can get very easy, especially in our communities of other frustrated people (laughs) where, whether Mm -hmm. on uh, spouse pages or social media in general, it's really easy to fall into this negativity trap of there are no jobs here. I can't Mm -hmm. find work. I'm only being offered X, Y or Z. And um, it's a real thing, but you have to really work hard sometimes to just say, you know what? Um, And even reframe it like, you know, I'm choosing to do this. I am choosing in this season to homeschool my kids. I am choosing Mm -hmm. in this season not to work outside the home. I am choosing to forego a monetary paycheck because I'm choosing X, Y, or Z or I'm choosing, you know, and so I think it is a mindset thing. And sometimes that's easier said than done. Um, Sure. But it's important. It's an important factor in this, I think. Yeah, I love it. So we want to check back in really quickly on our last episode, episode six, we talked all about social media and we gave some advice that we wanted to check back in on and Kelly, you start. And then I'll share my, what my advice was and if I passed or failed.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. So I can't remember exactly what my specific advice was, but I I want to just say like, I took a whole weekend and completely unplugged. So we took a trip to the beach with some friends and, uh, It was fantastic. Like I was like – it was hard. It was really hard because I am so used to having my phone like at my side and, oh, I'm working, you know, giving all these excuses. Um, But I was really cautious of that. Now, I'm not going to say like I didn't check in at all because I totally did. But um, for the most part, during the bulk of my days, um, we're just relaxed and chilled and like fully present with other people and having awesome conversations just like this without having to check Facebook or Instagram.
1: Well, I want to ask you though, like, did you feel like there were times you were having urges to like check oh, yeah. it or like have it oh, nearby yeah. and you just had oh. to like overcome it? Or were you just like phone off in my suitcase? I'll pick it up when we get back.
0: Um, no, it, I, you know what the urges are? And this was kind of a gut check is that it was, there were lulls in the conversation, mm. which I typically would have like grabbed for my phone. Mm. Um, and oh, how rude, right? Yeah. Like it, but it, it actually kind of reinforced and taught me how often I was feeling that urge um, and how reliant we've become and how uncomfortable we are with with like quiet moments. yeah um, and that's unnecessary like because you can just enjoy presence and you can just yeah. like look out at the beach and and watch the waves for a second. It's not a big deal um, did you feel did you feel
1: at any point like real proud of yourself? like maybe if your other company wasn't fasting, technology or if they were on their phones where did you ever have any like moments of like "Ah," or were you like not even thinking about that
0: so gosh no no because I do this I do this um you know it was like looking I didn't want to fall into the trap of looking at everyone else's vacations or everyone else's trips right because being over a holiday it was like oh well oh they went to this place and I didn't get to go there like I know because it's the Instagram trap right so – and pretty much everyone was really good about it too. Like we had little kids yeah. there. So um, it was I- – It wasn't like a spoken rule, but I think everyone kind of abided by the same sort of. um, That's good. We drove a long way to get here, and we're here, and we want to enjoy it. So, for the most part, it was pretty. um, You know, it was a group sort of consensus that, like, also there was a storm coming, and we were trying to not freak out. Yeah, (laughs) true. The only time people were on their phones was to check the weather. Yeah, and then um, the other thing that I wanted to add to that is that I also didn't want to play into anyone else's uh, social media issues, so I didn't post anything
1: there. You go weekend.
0: Ooh, you know yeah. what I mean? Because like, I was trying
1: to be. Give, give, you didn't give anybody else FOMO that no. they weren't getting to do, which you were yeah, getting so, to do. Yeah,
0: so, and not really, you know, I don't want to say it was like that altruistic. Like I was trying to be like pious about it or anything. But um, a, part of me, honestly, was my five, my Enneagram fiveness saying, like, this is my private thing. Yeah. And I don't want you don't get to share in this. Yeah, it's mine. I don't want anybody to even know who I'm with. Like it's fine. I can just yeah. have this weekend and it's mine. And, you know, if someone asked me, sure, I'll tell you, but it's not like, I didn't want to go like posting all the selfies. Like we all laughed or like we hardly took any photos. I was like, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Cause we had, we had, we, these are great memories. This is awesome. And I want to be here for it. So I don't do it often. Um, I'm really proud of myself. For it. I felt great about it. I'm proud of
1: you. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. So, what about you? So, I had given myself the advice of taking office hours uh, with my phone and being a little more consistent with plugging it up at 8 p.m. and not being on any social media before 8 a.m. And I definitely have gotten back into that rhythm. Um, Another thing we mentioned, and I did try it, I put my phone on grayscale for about two. I I think I did it for like two and a half days. And it was interesting. And it really tripped my kids out because they're not on my phone a ton, but like, you know, they'll check to see the time or they want to look at the weather or whatever. And they're like, your phone is so weird. Why did you do this? (laughs) But I did find myself, I did find myself um, reaching for it less. And there was something that was like de stimulating about it, but I'll tell you, it was when I went back to start working on our social media for Millspo Gurus that I needed to be able to see color mm. in pictures. And so oh, yeah. I was like, I can't, I can't leave it on yes. this. And then once I turned it back, it was like, oh, it's over. But um, <laughs> I wanted to share something that I read actually as it related to this, and I love it. And I don't think it would be terribly hard to implement, and it kind of ties in with what I've done and what you did over your weekend. Um, we'll link the book in the show notes. It's Emily P. Freeman's book, The Next Right Thing. And she talks hmm. about how you really do need to unplug in order to be able to soulfully listen, like to listen to your soul. And I love that. And she she actually quotes from somebody else. But it's this idea that you take an hour a day. What was it? Um, a day a week and a week out of the year to just be completely unplugged. Like you should maybe even turn off your phone one hour a day, Hmm. one day a week, and one week out of the year, which kind of ties in with... um, Is that Sabbath? Yeah, yeah. kind of the Sabbath thing, but then also just having a a time of being disconnected. And I'll tell you, I tried to do Hmm. that um, this past Sunday, and I, I would like to work toward not even just social media fasting, but like to be completely off my phone if possible. And for me this time that looked like, well, I just didn't post anything. I didn't post anything to Facebook or Instagram. Um, but I did a few times reach for it and kind of scroll and look, but I'm going to start trying to work toward taking Sundays completely off. Like I'll leave my phone on, like if somebody is trying to call me or text me. Um, and it may be for me that I need to just remove the apps for the day, but, um, I love that. Like just the cool. kind of like an hour a day, a day a week and a week out of the year, like your vacation or a time where yeah. we're, you know, supposed to be yeah. refreshing and retreating and relaxing. I wonder so. if there's an
0: app that'll do that for us. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are.
1: Have you done the Flora app? And I know we've talked, maybe talked about that in a earlier I episode. I have heard of it, but no. So it's this little app that um, basically it's, it's, I don't know that you would turn it off for that long, but like every 25 or 30 minutes, you can set the amount of time, every chunk of time that you don't pick up your phone and like refresh your home screen um, you earn like a plant or a tree in your oh, little garden. Oh, no, I would have a desert. So, yeah, right. <laughs> Which I know. Depressing. Yeah, but it's it's supposed to kind of motivate you to you know leave your phone Aww. down, and it's a I think it may be more of a productivity hack than a clearing your mind kind of thing. But um, yeah, so that's kind of where we are. So we do need to talk about what our advice is this week, Kelly, for our paychecks episode. So what what's our advice? What are we gonna T- not tell people they have to do, but rather what are we going to try to do in terms of maybe accessing what those intrinsic or extrinsic motivations are?
0: So I'm going to say, so when, as you were talking, I was loving, and I know we've talked about rule of life and I've yet to really dig into that, but I love the idea of having, um, clearly defined values. Um, so I am going to work on figuring those out. <laughs> no small task, but, um, just trying to like zero in on what is my standard for measuring whether or not something is providing me value or if I'm um, spinning wheels and, and setting myself up for resentment because um, I think that's just a big one. So yeah, I'm going to work on that.
1: Okay. That's good. I think I am going to, I don't know. I don't know. I need you to tell me what should I do this week? <laughs> I don't, I can't think of anything that's like, just, I don't know, because I do, for me, I feel like I do have pretty clear, a clear idea of what those values you are. Do.
0: Yeah, you do. What about like, what's a stretch thing for you? What's one thing that would be a stretch um, that you could maybe experiment with and see hmm. if there's a payoff in it for you? Well, I'll tell you one thing and I'll make it
1: public here just to provide some accountability. I have been wanting to get back to doing some long form writing, like toward public publication. And Mm -hmm. I have had that on my list for like two months. I've had it on my goal for the month or my week at a glance. And I've even written in like these two days, I'm going to block off time to write and I haven't been doing it. Mm. And I get a huge payoff when I do it because Mm -hmm. for me, it's therapeutic. It's cathartic. And so maybe I'm going to challenge myself to, I'm going to write one essay for like this thing it. I'm wanting to to work toward and then see does that
0: count do you feel like that counts as a yeah it totally counts and H-N- it would count even more if you write it for me and then I can publish it
1: <laughs> of course right now I'll this put is, you on deadline like, I'm, I'm trying to put together something for like a longer publishable thing yeah like, um, yeah and I just keep I keep saying that it's important to me but I keep not. Right. Spending the time. And Rana even asked me um, this past weekend, he was like, so where are we with that? Like, and I've Aww. told him, like, I want him to give me that accountability. Yeah. He doesn't do yeah. it in a way that's like, come on, get cracking. How's that work. novel
0: coming? <laughs>
1: yeah, but he, he's, it's a way to kind of keep me motivated. And yeah. I was like, you know, I would tell you it's important, but then when I look back how I'm spending my time, I'm not making the time for it. And I gave off all the excuses of, well, the computer I need to use is the desktop and I can't lock myself away. And, you know, he's, Ryan's favorite thing is, well, we make time for what's important. And so he's right. (laughs) Um, I've just got to figure out a way to like get back on it. So I'm holding myself accountable. I'm giving my advice, Claire, write the essay. That's write the
0: essay. I love it. Yeah. Uh, I kind of want to change mine now. We'll change it. Go ahead. Okay. So on in line with that. So I was talking to Andrew earlier, I'm going to start divvying up my time and I'm going to try to get a little more equitable with my projects. Yeah. So I'm trying to divvy up in thirds. Okay. Um. So I've got, you know, my professional stuff. I've got all of this with Milspo Gurus and our podcast. And then I'm also kind of like teetering on this idea of maybe doing some freelance work mm-hmm. um, because, again, that's something that I really enjoy doing. I've been stretched in some ways. I had someone reach out and ask me to do a PowerPoint presentation. and I'm like, ew, but loving it, like yeah. totally enjoy doing it. And you um, might actually earn some real actual Benjamins for that. I actually did. Yeah. And it was kind of incredible. I'm like, yeah. wait, this could fuel some other things that I'm doing Um, so I did actually buy a domain last week Nice. uh, for, I don't even know what the website will end up looking like, but I just need a parking place, you know, like a landing spot for, uh, whatever I eventually decide is my menu of services that I'll be able to offer. Um, so yeah, I'm going to work on that and then I will report back next week as to how far I got and where I'm at with that. Cause again, I have some opportunities coming up that I might be able to then, um, you know, advertise some services or help people out. And really that's – I want to be able to help people do things that are seemingly difficult. Yeah. Publishing a podcast. Apparently – not that hard. That's a kind of a learning curve, but it doesn't have to be that hard. So if I could help somebody do that or doing a live stream or some of these other kind of niche things that I do, yeah, um, it's never going to be a full-time hustle. But if I can help someone. But I someone, love that about
1: you because uh, everything you're saying right now is you keep coming. It's never like, well, I'm going to earn some money. I'd like to make some money. You ju- you continue no. to use the phrase, yeah. help people, share knowledge. Yeah. So I think that's awesome. And I wanted to, I don't know, did you see, I want to shout out another um, mill spouse that we both know, uh, Kimberly. Basco did you see that she launched a new
0: website did you see that it's so great so you know what I loved is I love the photo she posted of her mom editing yes and her mom had is on a sofa on a laptop I had an old school mouse with a cord yeah
1: but (laughs) I think it's just cool because she she's kind of doing what encapsulating what we're talking about and that is she's taken all these varied and, um, you know, life experiential kind of skills and experiences. And she's made herself a, a landing place to kind of monetize that. And so I think that's and a cool. such a great
0: editor. So if you guys yeah. need editing at all, hook her up. She's very gracious and kind with her edits. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So your your new advice for you is you're going to take some time to look at your time, do a time edit and yep. like work toward... Your new little maybe project. Time audit. Yeah, like that. Time mm-hmm. audit. Time and audit. I said edit. New I meant audit.
0: audit. So I'll report back on that. <laughs> okay next time.
1: And I'll report back on that. essay.
0: Thanks for joining us this week on Advice Not Given. For resources and links to all the things mentioned in today's episode, head over to our website at milspogurus.com That's M-I-L-S-P-O-G-U-R-U-S. If you enjoyed this episode, please help others find us by adding your thoughts to an iTunes review and subscribing so you never miss a show. If you're interested in being a next level supporter of our endeavors, check out our Patreon page. You can pledge as little as a dollar per episode to help us out with expenses. Think of it as eavesdropping on our coffee date, but then sending over a latte. It's a thing. Also, be sure to find us on Instagram and Facebook at Gurus, where we keep the conversation going and where you can share your advice not given.